I'm going to tell you a quick story. Street performers tell great stories. I remember seeing you sweat. Be they comic or tragic, they're always entertaining. Oh my god, what a good one. This is a Stories from the Pitch short. Welcome to Stories from the Pitch, a growing oral history about street performing and some of the crazy characters who populate this world. I'm David Aiken, the checkerboard guy, your host for this growing collection of interviews. We've got two stories in one for you in this episode, both are related to a very specific and humorous wardrobe choice, and each stunt was pulled off in the pursuit of fun and pushing the envelope well beyond what the moral majority in North America would consider acceptable. Thankfully, one event took place in Spain and the other in Australia where attitudes are significantly more relaxed about one's attire though still the risk of getting into trouble with local authorities enhanced the dramatic tension in both scenarios. To present the naked truth about exactly what happened, I hand you over to Magic Brian and Daniel Oldacre. All right. Yeah, we're here in Adelaide at a cricket pitch, and I have Daniel Oldacre. Oldie. Oldie. He's just such a youngin. Yeah, I'm going to grow into that nickname. Yeah, someday you're going to be old. Yeah. Aren't we all? Yeah, I was thinking um, some few great stories I've had from, obviously, yeah, because I started making shows that I could just travel anywhere and be silent. That's what I really liked. So I did Tarragon one year. One of the funniest skits I reckon I've had ever was um, pulling the crowd, doing the show. Then there was a bag field that was, you know, a lot of room behind me. And there's two sunbathers over on the other side of this field on this embankment. So I dashed over near where they were they're sunbathing and so I thought oh, I'll do some sunbathing too and so I got totally naked stripped off all my clothes and they had clothes on you know like well they had the bathing suits and whatever and so then I just sort of started creeping up next to them to try and get right next to them to be sunbathing naked next to them <laughs> and yeah got pretty close just there laying next to them naked sort of thing and they sort of like oh look over to this double take and the audience is cracking up and how far away is the audience from you oh they'd be good like here we go from here to there so for the viewers, that's like about that far. You say viewers? Viewers, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, from, and, and I don't know where you're pointing the to. 200 you're just meters. Pointing, about 200 about meters. About 200 meters. 300 away. meters, yeah, 200 meters. So then I thought, oh, I'll take this a bit further. And I um, thought I'd go up onto the road. And when a car goes past, I'll do a nudie run in front of the car. <laughs> so I was looking for the best spot to run out from. And so I hid behind this building. And I was getting ready to run out. And I was looking around the corner. And then I looked up actually into the building. I thought, oh, I wonder what's in the building and playing this all up for an audience that was like, by this time, nearly 300 meters away actually. And I looked up in the building and it was the back of a police station. <laughs> and I realized I'm right backed off on a police station and there's cops just around the other corner there like getting in and out of cop cars. And I was like, oh, right, <laughs> I'm in it now. And so I sort of like played that up to the audience as well. You know, there's cops like this. And, yeah. and uh, thought oh well I can't really do a dash in front of a car to uh, get my laugh so what am I going to do I just have to try and get back to my clothes kind of thing <laughs> you're then, fully naked fully naked yeah <laughs> then I'm running back sort of sneaking back the long way back to my clothes and then out of nowhere two dogs start coming out towards me so I was like oh here we go let's play this up a bit further <laughs> so I then start running as these two dogs are chasing me naked <laughs> through this field in this embankment and then I just dash up a tree as fast as I can I'm sitting up a tree naked which is not the first time for those people out there that have heard of the Blue Buddha story from Woodford oh. so I'm up there with these dogs going oh, how am I going to close this now like how am I going to hat it from up here <laughs> <laughs> hold out my foreskin <laughs> get people to throw coins up into it 
then I remember the owner of the dogs came over and took the dogs away and I dashed down and chucked my clothes back on and ran back, did a handspring or something and had it. Yeah. 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 It's always tough, you know, when you... When to, try like and, to try and let the audience know that this is as good as it's going to get and yeah. that's a finale, even though it just happened, that's the most amazing thing. And I mean to the French or the Spanish or the, you know, European, to a certain extent, festival people yeah i mean that is you can pull it off really and they'll be like great yeah let's give him some money but any sense again those back in those days it wasn't so much about the money too you really were just loving it and giving it and just yeah so what's the other one naked in a tree oh the blue buddha story wasn't in a street show actually it was just morning time at woodford folk festival and there's the uh, morning ceremony and the monks were doing this chanting and then there was this it's real preaching, sort of, and I just thought, oh, it's really preachy, you know? It's like talking about, oh, you know, you have to go in search of the green Buddha. So everyone was getting a bit, you know, our group was sort of getting a bit over it and chatting away and whatever, and I thought, oh, I'll play this up. And so I started walking into the long grass, taking off my clothes, saying, I'm going in search of the blue Buddha. And so I get my kid off again, go off into the grass, and then start grappling up this tree naked get up the top and hammer it up saying I can't see the blue Buddha up here but one day the blue Buddha will arrive and then security saw me and they're like get down get down and this and so I thought oh I better get down so playing it up on the way down as my balls are kind of scraping on the tree like and I'm looking out into the audience just like playing it up but sort of it's half real like my balls really are scraping on this tree and I get down then do a bit of a run as the security chase me and then they grabbed me, and then all of a sudden this crowd of people, 15, 20 people, crowded around the security, grabbed them off me, and then I just ducked down under everyone's legs and then crawled out under everyone's legs and then dashed under Davy's sleeping bag. He had a sleeping bag, dashed under there, and then looked out and peeked, and here's these two security guards just standing there as the crowd disperses, and they're just like going... Where did that guy go? There's a naked guy just here a minute ago. He's like disappeared. Like He's the blue Buddha. The blue Buddha. He's, He's the like, blue Buddha. Yeah. He disappeared. He has powers. Fully disappeared. Oh, God. I reckon some of the audience, would have, people around would have thought that too. They're like, where'd he go? He was just here a minute ago. The guards had him. Yeah. People it's still it's now in Woodford, when I'll be around Woodford, they're like, are you? You're the blue Buddha. <laughs> yeah. You're a legend. The, you're the blue bald Buddha. <laughs> That's the blue Buddha story. That's great. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Oldie. Stories from the Pits is produced by the Busker Hall of Fame and is made possible by people like you. Like what we're doing? Then help us knock out our deficit by the end of 2014. Go to the Busker Hall of Fame website, click on the donate link, and check out how close we are to reaching our goal. You'll also get to see a list of the amazingly cool folks who've already donated and have the chance to become a backer yourself. You're just a few clicks away from helping us make sure this project enters the new year debt-free. Music for this episode came from Tim Sars and the Carnival Band from Vancouver. Links to both Tim's work and the Carnival Band are posted in the notes section for this episode on the Busker Hall of Fame website, so do check them out. Got a story to tell? Something you think we could improve? Or perhaps you're interested in becoming a sponsor for an upcoming episode? If so, please do drop me a line at cbg at buskerhalloffame.com. On behalf of myself, co-producer Lindsay Lindbergh, Magic Brian, who both captured this story and created the preliminary edit, and the rest of the staff of the Busker Hall of Fame, we hope this finds you well. And as you perform for audiences around the world, please remember to use your superpowers for good. I'm David Aiken, the Checkerboard Guy. 
Thanks for listening.